Marcus Mariota, Eric Ebron, Colin Kaepernick, and CJ Fedorowicz. Congratulations, Living the Stream graduates, class of 2016. called live in the stream comes to you each week streaming recommendations during nfl season it's not just tongue and cheek quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup here are your podcast hosts jj zacharyson and danny carter live in the stream Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely, corn-loving co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Why in the world did that LTS graduation ceremony hit me right in the feels? It did. It did. Me too, man. Me too. We've, we've, we've grown so close to these guys over the, over the season, and it's just when, when you see... Something you love, move someone you love, move on to the next chapter in their lives. Yeah. It, it it should move. It is, it did, and it and it. Uh, I mean, just first of all, the graduation music. I'm a sucker for it. I'm, com- I'm a complete sucker, yes. and and, um, uh, and I it, it made me you know recall last year's graduates, including uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know since then has been you know expelled and arrested for uh, <laughs> running a drug ring inside the right. university. Right. Um, but uh, it's good to it's good to see our guys guys we've been recommending for you know eleven weeks now uh, make that graduation ceremony. Yeah, I mean, look, I we'll we'll be the first to admit this is our third full season doing this show, and it hasn't been as good in terms of the picks. I, look, we have to be honest because we have to be transparent with the show. Hasn't been as good as the other two, the, the last two seasons. Like I'm looking at quarterback, it's been mostly like. QB 10-ish numbers, whereas in the past we've been up to QB 5 and 6. Tight ends have actually been pretty good, but there hasn't been that like go-to tight end really each week, maybe outside of Ebron and Fedorowicz now, which is why they graduated. But uh, it hasn't been as good, but there's still some guys that have really come through, especially down Mm -hmm. the stretch. Yeah, yeah. I I think, well, tight end is a total apocalypse this year. It's an an apocalypse. Uh, Even even the elite tight ends, it's not near. They haven't separated themselves nearly as much as they have in in years past. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was tweeting about Travis Kelsey today being tight end four, and people were not believing me. They said, no, you mean tight end 10 or tight end 14. Dude, no one in fantasy football, people, no one has more, like, dissonance than Travis Kelsey. Oh, I know, I know. Right, like everyone just assumes that he's god awful, but they have, they, but they they assume that without any context. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but and, and it's not like that for anyone else in fantasy. It's just Travis Kelsey. I think because the yearly expectations have been so high that that you know anything less than that than like Gronkian type numbers, and it's it's disappointment. But anyway, getting back to our streaming. I have been pretty happy with, with with tight end. I think that we have scraped together a pretty nice production this year. 
Yeah, I mean, all things considered, without a doubt, because there's a like you said, there's a lot, a lot of crappy tight ends out there. Yeah. Um. So by the way, I do want to give a shout out to Justin Freeman at Justin Freeman eighteen who mentioned uh the the graduation and mentioned doing it to the to the song that we chose. Um. But he wanted me to sing it, so instead of me singing it, we we put you know <laughs> we we made it an actual thing. Yeah. Because I no one wants to hear me sing. I do. I, that, that's what that's just that's what I do Saturday nights when I get hammered drunk because I'll, I'll that's when I sing right right and sing and cry a little I got it right right get some get some slow jams yeah. going yeah uh, also Denny what happened this week that we need to talk about before we we talk about streamers yeah. and what the sh- what the show what people listen to the show for they don't they, they don't. no they don't <laughs> um, is is Melinda who's an avid listener she's in the living the stream league. Uh, she went, we, we, and we talked about this on the show last week for a good five minutes. Uh, she went to that Brown Steelers game, uh, which by the way, the Steelers finally won. Um, she went to the Brown Steelers game and she had a sign. And on that sign, it said, Gary Barnage runs like a dad. And then under it, it said, at live the stream FF. That's perfect. And when I saw it, what, what was your reaction when you saw it? I, I have to say, I said on the podcast last week, I said, Melinda, if you are able to uh, you know, get our Twitter handle on, the, uh, on, that, on that sign, I will freak out. And I freaked out. You can ask my wife. I, she tweeted about it, and I looked at it, and I was actually like running around the living room. And then my wife said, the baby's sleeping. Please be quiet. So I stopped. But it was fun. Wow. It was fun. I ran around the living room hungover and I almost vomited all over the place, but, but it was well worth it because I was very excited. It was one of those things where like I had a high pitched scream whenever I saw like, yeah, I, I don't want to do it, but you were about was, to, you were about to. I was, I said like, I was about to do it, but, uh, it was a high pitched scream. It was sort of like the same feeling I got when Antonio Brown scored that touchdown on the, on the fake spike. Oh. Right. But except th- with this sign, Ezekiel Elliott didn't rip my heart out of my chest. Right, didn't rip it out and then, you know, saute it. Right. And then eat it, yeah. Right. Speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, is he still is he still the MVP or is, is Dak now? I thought it was Dez. I can't keep track. I can't either. Um, but, but Melinda, thank you so much for that sign. It was hilarious. It was awesome. And it was well worth your time, I can tell you that much, because you got the greatest yeah. love. I, I, I can't give you any more love than, than I... Than I than I can say. <laughs> then we can relay over these airwaves. So yeah, thank you. You can that, only say so much to something like that. If I saw her right now, I'd give her a big hug. For sure, for sure. And, right? and just a sandwich, a living the stream sandwich, real quick. And uh, and I would hope that she wouldn't bear mace us, but you know, I would understand right, if she right, did. Of course, of course, of course. Um, also, but someone someone did that was with her. I don't know who it was who was with her, but had a "We Want Bama" sign. Yeah, which is an amazing sign. And they were on like the Sports Center Twitter account. They they retweeted that. Like like the living the stream sign was very very close to to being um uh, what 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 am I th- what's it going main, to, mainstream to going mainstream? Yeah, people would have, people would have, dad runner living the stream the greatest podcast ever. They would have they would have recognized. Right, it would have been it would have been amazing. That would have been two weeks in a row where living the stream went went mainstream because of our 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 boy. Uh, Matt Boy, Young Boy, Harvard, <laughs> wearing the Living the Stream. Did we talk about this on the podcast? No, we have not. Oh my gosh, because that happened in between last show and this one, didn't it? Yes. 
Yeah, Matt Harmon, guys. I don't know if you look. First off, Matt, we we love the hell out of yes, you. Yes, man. Even if we That's we so. don't know what BYB stands for, still, um, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> we we uh. So Harmon was on on NFL Network. Uh, they they do that like fantasy hipster thing. A little segment. It's great. It's good. And Harmon was wearing the Living the Stream T-shirt on the NFL Network. Yeah. On air on live television, wearing the Living the Stream T-shirt. Repping the brand, repping it hard. Mm-hmm. So we've been we've been like either mainstream or very close to mainstream now. Two weeks in a row. Now we need we need another picture, Tom, of you with another celebrity wearing that shirt. Yeah, right. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Tom Everett Scott, uh, the official celebrity of Living the Stream, he yes. um, he was. Let's see. He took a selfie uh, with with who again? Emma, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Sorry, God, I don't know how I forgot that. But yeah, he took a selfie with Emma Stone while whilst wearing the LTS T-shirt. It was a big, big moment for the brand. It was an amazing moment for the brand, and the, the best part was that there's nothing better than like a, 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 a an attractive female celebrity doing something <laughs> to the fantasy football industry because you're. Right. You're you're targeting the nerdiest yeah. demographic of all time. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. Emma Stone touched the stream shirt. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that was one of the responses that I'm not that I'm not ever gonna forget. Right, so, right. Well, that it's oh yeah, that was an no guys, that was an actual response. Yeah, right. I'm not even making. I'm, that's that was an actual response from someone. Someone said she, Emma she touched st- the stream shirt, and, and and that was tweeted right before that person yelled, "Mom, the meatloaf." <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that after that picture was taken, she looked at Tom and said, "Hey, what's that T-shirt all about?" And then Tom's like, "Well, there are these two guys that host this podcast called Living the Stream, where you stream right. different quarterbacks." Right. And he just he just goes down this path of explaining. And now Emma Stone actually listens to the show. Right. No, I'm sure. I'm sure her response was something like, "Tom, I'm going to need you to stop talking." <laughs> about about whatever you're talking about right now because it's actually killing me. And Tom's like, no, but it's a really cool show, and they get milkshakes at the end. Alex Smith is Jesus. Alex Smith is Jesus. <laughs> right. right. Oh man, we love all of you guys. Um, all right, Denny, let's let's take a look back at what happened last week in Week 11. Overall, a pretty good week. It was Kaepernick week. He ended up at with with QB eight numbers. He actually tied one of our deeper plays, Alex Smith, with with in, in points, which is the first time I think that's ever happened from a quarterback standpoint. They each scored 19.44 standard points, uh, which is which were QB8 numbers. And then we had uh, Cody Kessler, who died on on the field. And, um, Jeez, man, too, and, too real. <laughs> yeah, that was too real. Uh, no, I mean, uh, met- metaphorically, um, he scored <laughs> he scored a little over three points, and the Steelers just, just annihilated him all day long. Yeah. But he was also, I mean, him and Alex Smith were both very deep plays. A big reason that Alex Smith was was because we didn't expect the game script to go the way that it did. Um, and then the, the reason that Cody Kessler was is because of what you saw in Week 11. Yeah, uh, well, you know, as soon as Alex r- ran that touchdown in, I just I kind of checked off that box. Uh, well, good week. He, he yeah, yeah, exactly. literally can not fail from this point on. I never, and I never doubted Kaepernick for a second. No, me neither. I, I, I never tilted Kaepernick. Mm-mm, mm-mm. At all, uh, it was because not only that, but the the, the touchdown that he, got, that he got towards the end of the game was kind of more icing on the cake, uh, more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then tight end, we had Ladarius Green as a deeper play. 
he split time with Jesse James again, and we talked about that potentially happening, so it's, that wasn't a surprise. Uh, he didn't do anything. And then CJ Fedorgoat with 14.2 PPR points. Uh, there will be more on him later in the show, but he is he is is beefing. Yeah. Is that a, is that a thing? He's beefing. Uh, beefing sure. He's uh, he's he's meeting. I don't know. He's, he's meeting. <laughs> he's he's going. He's going. He's going meet right it, now. It, listen, if beefing means catching a bunch of five and seven yard passes, then that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been great. Uh, and then on defense, look, there was like a there was like a li- like a like a encyclopedia of defenses that you could have used last. Yeah, week. man. Uh, so some of the ones we talked about, the Dolphins, they scored seven. The Giants scored seven. They were top ten options last week. The one defense that did disappoint, and I was on them more than you were, it was was Dallas. Mm-hmm. They they only scored a couple points. Uh, the the Ravens moved the ball a lot more on them than I thought that they would, just because the Ravens aren't very good at football offensively. Yeah. Um. So that was a, a bit of a surprise, but you know, it's not like they completely destroyed you. Uh. So overall, a pretty pretty good. Week. Yeah, I want to say about the Dolphins defense. I I watched a lot of that game. And golf threw at least like like conservatively five balls that should have been picked off. Yeah, including the hail mary at the end of the game. Oh, Devonte Parker wasn't Devonte Parker back there? I I don't know who dropped it. All I know is that I blacked out when it happened, and I woke up in my own vomit because <laughs> right. what? Because the ball was coming down, and I was like, "Oh yeah, give me the right. give me those." And he's a wide receiver, and the, and it bonks off the. I you know I mean. I, all I wanted is for that ball to be tipped up in the air and for Kenny Britt to catch it. Because, yeah. because honestly, if you can't catch that, what what can you catch? I was so tilted. I right. couldn't At least give us dramatics so that we could see Jeff Fisher celebrate with his back. Oh, man. Oh, man. That would have been good. That was that was a great, great Fisher gift game. You had a lot. I, had, I, had a lot back, I, got, I got eight gifts from that game alone. Yeah. Uh, all right, Denny. We're on to week 12. We're very close to the fantasy football playoffs. We got to get some wins for folks. So talk about the first defensive streamer for the week. Uh, Titans defense. Uh, Not because they're good or because they're at home, but because Matt Barkley is starting for for the Bears. Uh, Jay Cutler is done playing for the year. Um, He is having, quote, surgery. We'll call it that or something like that. Um, And Barkley is going to be under center. So uh, I looked at his career stats, um, and uh, while well, I screamed and tore my shirt open, um, he, I, I did see that he has a 55.4% career completion rate with a 0 to 6 touchdown interception ratio. Mm, yeah. um, in, uh, in the fantasy industry, uh, we call that not good. <laughs> uh, it's complicated, but anyway, just take it from an, an expert. Um, the Titans are a three and a half point favorite, which I, I have to believe that's going to change, right? Yeah, I, I would, I would think. The, I mean, they're they're on the road. Yeah, it, it'll probably change. I, I mean, that's got to bump up to five anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're a favorite. They're a road favorite, uh, and so we have we have more than a little bit of reason to believe that Barkley will be forced to the air in obvious pass situations. And while the Titans don't really put much. Uh, pressure on the passer. Uh, you know, I talked about his complete completion rate and his uh, interception touchdown ratio. I think that there is a lot of reason to believe that we're looking at multiple turnovers um, mm-hmm. uh, from Chicago to Tennessee. So, I I believe Tennessee is the top 
defensive streamer. And I think the Tennessee offense is kind of a trap this week. Really? Yeah, because of that. I mean, you have a low over under. You have yeah. a team that's gonna that's sure they'll give them good field position. But a big reason that Tennessee's offense has done what it's done over the last five, six, seven weeks, aside from um, just just them playing way above their heads, um, is because it's they're going to regress eventually. It might not happen this year, but they're going to regress eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, is is just the matchups. They've either had negative game scripts or they've played in games that that are just high scoring. And I uh, like like the Packers game where they had a positive script, but the Packers were still putting points up on the board. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that that needs to happen or it will happen in this game uh, just because the Chicago offense is going to be that inept. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh, the other defense is actually one that is also facing a backup quarterback. Uh, that's going to be Pittsburgh, my Steelers. Mm-hmm. Scott Tolzien is, is going to be under center for the Colts um, thanks to Andrew Luck's concussion. The last time we saw Tolzien uh, as a starter, it was 2013. Uh, and in his two starts that year, he threw zero touchdowns and three interceptions while getting sacked twice, mm-hmm. um, which, was, which was actually better sack numbers than I thought that it would be. But... The Colts' offensive line is atrocious. That's that's the one thing too is that Andrew Luck can mask. Uh, you know, as much as we give him crap on the show, uh-huh. uh, he can mask a lot of the deficiencies that they have because he's so mobile. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I mean, I'm assuming that Scott Tolzien is not going to be like an Andrew Luck mobility type quarterback. Right. Um. And, and and the Steelers, the defense looked looked better last week against the Browns. I understand it's the Browns. Uh. They they they, they did lose Cam Hayward, which is not good for them on, on defense, but. They're on the road. They're coming off that big game from as a defensive unit. They should see a positive game script too, even though they're on the road because they're six point road favorites in this game. Man, so so I I, I think the Steelers are uh, just as good as Tennessee. I'd probably lean Tennessee though. I think between the two, would you agree? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was just actually looking at Pittsburgh's sack percentage, and over the past three games, they have an eleven percent sack percentage, which is off the freaking charts. So yeah. Oh. I'm sure. I mean, I think that that's probably skewed a bit because of the Cleveland game. Yeah, but it's but it but it's still but still it's they're 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 blitzing they're they're doing more from the in that from that perspective than they were earlier this year. There's there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um. And Tennessee, obviously, they blitz. They like to they like that Dick LeBeau defense. Yeah, they have your boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boy. I still have a. I, I have I ever told you I have a football from him. Uh, a, a signed ball. Yeah, my my wife and I for our one of our wedding gifts, a friend of ours uh, met er, met his son. His son was like their realtor, and then they asked if Dick LeBeau could sign this football. And it says like to JJ and Amanda, many years of happiness or something like that. And then it's like in a case, and it has a picture of Dick LeBeau and stuff. Nice. And and but but the best part about it is when it says to JJ and Amanda, it says to quote JJ end quote. As if, as if it's not my actual name. Right, right. To to so he puts it in bunny in, in bunny ears. Yeah, to whoever JJ might be. Right, like, right. Yeah, like this is this is obviously your nickname. I can't call you by your full name, apparently. Right, exactly. It's like he was bitter while he was. Yeah, that's 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 a little uncalled for, Dick. Yeah, but it is in my in my office where all my other Pittsburgh stuff is at. But anyway, let's move on to quarterbacks, Denny. Let's just just get it out of the way. The, yeah. He's he's the goat. He's great. He's own, He's still only owned in like 18% of leagues. Tell us why he should be owning more. We're talking about Kaepernick. You're welcome, Kaepernick. Yeah. 
and yes, still not really widely owned, uh, despite he, uh, despite scoring 18 or more fantasy points in all but one of his five starts uh, yeah. this year, which is a, just a, a really long and convoluted way of saying he's been good from a fantasy standpoint. That's all we care about. Uh, I talked about his dropbacks per game last week, and I mentioned that New England uh, – did not really allow too many offensive snaps. He ended up with 34 dropbacks, which is the lowest uh, number of dropbacks that he's had this season. And he still, like you said, acquitted himself just fine. He scored, uh, he was a top eight fantasy quarterback, right, last week? Um, And, uh, you know, he's, like we talked about, his floor is so solid because, um, largely because of the rushing uh, uh, production. He has 29 rushes for 194 yards in five starts, which comes out to a- almost 39 yards per game on the ground. So, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you can tack, if you can tack on three or four points rushing, it doesn't sound like much, but that is, that is such a boost when you're talking about, I mean, that's the difference between, you know, like QB 15 or 16 numbers and then top 10 numbers uh, on, right, on a right. weekly basis. It's an extra, it's an extra passing touchdown. It, right. And and uh, so I I just I think that he's pretty much if you have him, you're probably starting him unless you're in a weird league where, you know, other startable quarterbacks are dropping to the waiver wire every week. Um, uh, the Dolphins, uh, who he plays this week, uh, are allowing sixty five point seven plays per game this season, which is the seventh most uh, that has changed a little bit as the Dolphins have uh, adopted a a run-heavy approach right. and and made uh, Jay Ajayi the centerpiece of the offense. Uh, so that may be a little bit, uh, um, easy, that, that may be easy to misinterpret, uh, misleading, some would say, some people who know English would say. Uh, San Francisco is uh, dead last in plays allowed per game. They allow 71. So I think that this does have the potential despite not having a good Vegas total um, like we often look for they that this could have a lot of plays on both sides of the ball um, so I think a Kaepernick again probably doesn't have this cra- crazy ceiling uh, like like we, we might want but his floor is rock solid again yeah and the game look the, the game total you're right I mean it's a, it's it's an average one it's 45 and a half there's we we've streamed quarterbacks in worst game totals. yeah 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 uh, actually, I'm going to talk about the guy who's also playing in that game. Nope. So if you're using one of the one or both of these quarterbacks, you're just going to tilt the hell out of the uh, Dolphins yeah. uh, 49ers game because the other quarterback that you can take a look at this week is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he'll face again. He'll face the the, the 49ers. The uh, the 49ers have a lot of QB one top 12 performance in more games than not this year. So six out of their 11, they've allowed a QB one performance, and they've given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to the position. Um, like I said, the game total of 45 and a half, I, I think it's fine enough. You know, it's not, it's not ideal, but it's not, it's not awful. Um, and, and actually because of the spread of this game, the dolphins actually have the sixth highest implied team total on the entire slate this week, Mm. uh, which is really, really good. Um, so if you, if you just look at it that way, Tannehill should have some part of the scoring. He hasn't been all that bad either. Uh, he has, a touchdown in each of his last four games after not throwing one in three of his first six games. So I think, you know, his his ceiling isn't as insane 
as uh, it, it could be, and a, a big reason for that is because of the rushing attack. Um, but I, but I do think at the same time the rushing attack has just generally allowed him to have more scoring opportunities in general. So I think Tannehill should be fine this week. I definitely like Kaepernick more. Uh, I think Kaepernick is essentially a plug and play uh, for, for the most part, where you don't have to really worry about the waiver wire. I mean, there, there might be some plays yeah. uh, out there every once in a while where you like them more, but it's not. A lot of times, it's just not even worth making the transaction. You know, right. to, to get guys who are, who might be barely better than a guy like Kaepernick. I, I forgot to mention this, uh, but I think it's worth just a just a quick mention. Uh, the Dolphins have played the following quarterbacks this year. If you're if you're just right, looking right. at fantasy points against, they played uh, Kessler, Brissett, Fitzpatrick, and Golf. Okay, right. that that is, I mean, that's four gimmies as far as low production, low fantasy production goes. Um, they were, you know, more or less nuked. By the following guys: Garoppolo, Mariota, uh, Ty God, Tyrod, Ty Goat, and uh, and Rivers. Right. So they, it's I I think that 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 you know fantasy points against if you just look at that Dolphins look like a really bad matchup. But if you dig dig a little deeper, there it's not so bad. Yeah, I agree. All right, Denny, tight end. Let's hear it. Austin Hooper, our boy. Woo! Austin Hooper has the uh, presumably has the starting. Tight end gig now that Jacob Tammy, the dad runner, is uh, out for the year. And um, he gets the Cardinals this week in a potentially high-scoring affair. I believe uh, Vegas has this one as fifty a 50.5 uh, point total, with the Falcons having a 27.25 team total. Pretty good. Uh the the matchup stinks if we're just being honest about it. Like the the Cardinals are have been brutal against tight ends, but I also think it's worth mentioning that they haven't played many decent tight ends, uh, and they have not allowed a single touchdown to tight ends uh, this season. I think they're one of three or four teams that have not allowed a tight end touchdown. So that that definitely you know skews the numbers in favor of them looking like a nightmare matchup. Uh, Vance McDonald saw six targets against Arizona recently and, um, and, uh, Jimmy Graham saw 10 targets against them, uh, a few weeks ago. So tight ends have been deployed in the game plan against the, the Cardinals. They just haven't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, Hooper, I, I, I think Hooper is a somewhat high variance play, you know, like I think Fedorowicz is super safe for the reasons that we've talked about. Uh, but you know, I think uh, if you can't get Fedorowitz, Fedor go to it. Sorry, I think that the Hooper, you know, Hooper does fine as as someone who could benefit from a high scoring game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I totally agree. And then you know, you mentioned C.J. Fedorowitz. Since l- let me let me just read read you what he how where he's ranked since week three in PPR uh, tight end rankings. Ready? Tight end 7, 15, 3, 12, 6, 30, and 6. Wow. He's, he's been worse than tight end 15 once since week 3. Wow. And he's been a top 6 tight end 3 times. A top 7 tight end 4 times. Man. Uh, it's, it's been pretty crazy. So if you can get CJ Fedorowicz, um, you know, if you look at his targets, he's seen no fewer than 5 targets in any of those games. He's hit 7 targets in all but 2 of them. He had 10 targets last week. He has the sixth best target market share over the last five games at the position. 
The matchup is decent against San Diego. They're at home. There's a 47-point over-under. The Texans are one-point favorites. I love C.J. Fedorowicz again this week. Yeah. I, I think I, you have to. Yeah, he's, he's a good brand guy. He's a great brand guy. Oh, and also one of their nine tight ends in Houston may be injured. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, it was a Ryan yeah, one of those, one of those. I, they all, I mean, they're all like giant white dudes. I don't know. So, well, right. one, one of them went down with what, what looked to be a pretty serious injury, right, right before uh, Fedor Godowitz actually went down briefly with some sort of injury. But hopefully, they're okay. Words. So we got C.J. Fedorowitz, Austin Hooper, Colin Kaepernick, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. I feel good about this week. Yeah. I think that's a solid group. All right, Danny, let's get to the Twitter questions. The first one is at jgolds21. He says, Titans, Chargers, or Bills? Rank them. Chargers coming off a bye in Houston on short week is, intri- is intriguing. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to go Tennessee still. I think I'd go Tennessee as well. Uh, next one is at wooing12fia. Oh, wooing. 12 FIA. Oh, gotcha. Denny's take on pumpkin versus pecan pie. And by the way, it's not pecan. Who says pecan? People say pecan. People say pecan. It's pecan. If that's a regional thing, I apologize for JJ's uh, insensitivity here. <laughs> yeah. People, <laughs> people definitely say pecan. So so which one of the two, though? Um, can I, is, is there an option of neither? So you don't you you hate pumpkin pie? I don't like pie. Um, you, you hate pumpkin pie. I, I'll say pumpkin pie might be my favorite thing on earth. Oh uh, yeah, no. Uh, I I have tried. Now trust me, I have tried to like pumpkin pie. I want to like pumpkin pie. I despise it. I think it's horrible. I'm sorry. You're out of your mind. I'm you sorry. Just, you, you could eat the whipped cream off the top because I know you freaking like that. Oh yeah, no. I would just yeah. I would just take everybody's whipped cream and say you can keep the the terrible pie um i would take the, i would take the pecan oh you're the worst pecan pecan pie is legitimately awful though <laughs> really see uh, I, like uh, i'll actually have that take it's bad and i know that people are gonna hit me up and be like you've never had a good pecan pie like whatever i don't but, think it's good but isn't that the way with everything if you don't like you know anything it's like well you haven't had a good one oh. right like like you haven't had a good one twitter comes after you you, yes, you haven't had a good one. That is, that's a real thing. Yeah, you haven't had a good one. Twitter is a thing. Like you, you haven't like about anything food, about anything life related. Like, anything. like, like. Oh, I don't like roller coasters. Oh, you never been on a good one. Right. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't like double IPA uh, beers. Right. right. You. You haven't had no. I no. I just don't like them. Right. right. I, I listen. I don't go around telling you. Uh, wait, you don't like light beer? You just haven't had the right light beer. Right. It, it's, a, it's a real, real thing. I, I, I would say that they're more vicious than media and Twitter. Um, I would say that they are more uh, dispersed, whereas media and Twitter is like, is like, like a pack of wolves that go yeah, that, that right, run together right. and they're, they're just like, you know, right. right. So, so basically, you're going to hear more from, from you haven't had a good one, Twitter. But with media and Twitter, if you if you turn your back on them, you 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 can't you can't turn back around, or else your face is going to get ripped off. Oh yeah, no, it, 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 you will be faceless in in seconds. Yeah, uh, you haven't had a good one. Twitter is even uh, even present in uh, in politics. You're like, right. well, I I hate all Democrats. You haven't you haven't seen a good one. You haven't met a good one. 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next one is at uh, ndutton13. He says, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is this a myth that Big Christmas just wants us to believe? Um, no, Big Christmas wants you to believe it's not. You think it is? I I don't think it is. I know it is. I don't think it is. It 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 is it is a central part of the plot. I, I don't know, like, but I, I feel like Christmas movies have to be like far more central, like like Christmas itself. Oh no, I think that there are far, there are not enough uh, movies in which Christmas is sort of just in the background, is you know supplemental <laughs> right. to the pot. I, I look at, I like that that Christmas is not in your face. I, I watch a lot of Hallmark Christmas stuff, and let me tell you something. Uh, uh, that is not subtle. That is not subtle stuff. Uh, no, it's definitely not. Die Hard is <laughs> Die Hard is is not subtle in any other way except for in the Christmas aspect. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll have to I'll have to change my mind, but probably not. Next one, at Frollo625, do you review your redraft teams for strat tweaks for next season? Been looking at mine and making notes on process. Uh, I mean, I eventually do, yeah. Yeah, I totally do. Uh, that's that's why I do like the bust rate articles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's a big, big part of, of what I do research-wise is the strategy side of things. That's why the late-round quarterback exists. Exactly. That's what we do here. We do strategy, not not players. Right. Uh, next one is at Swaggy Dad Runner. Uh, will JJ still share his Spotify Christmas playlist with us? Yeah. You mean the goat playlist? Yeah. But guess what? Dude, I was in Harris Teeter today, uh-huh. the, the grocery store, and they're playing Christmas music. They're, they're forcing it on me. I avoided Christmas music this whole time. Right. And I finally, I broke the rule because Harris Teeter decided to, to force me to break the rule. Oh yeah. I'm sure you were, I'm sure you were so sad. That I, Denny, I was getting, I was getting a salad, and I was crying while getting the salad. Right. Yeah. I. I you know. Uh, yeah. That, that's like. Uh, it's like someone saying, well, you know, I, I dropped by this party, and someone made me drink sixteen beers. I. I don't. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't understand what was happening, and 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 I was disappointed. No, you weren't. You liked it. Uh, but yeah, I'll share my. I'll, I'll share my playlist. Next one at rejected papers. Just wanted to thank you guys for the awesome pod. Starting Dak and Matt Ryan in my leagues. Wow. It's awesome. Cool. It's great. Uh, next one, at Jod underscore Rehan. He says, or Ryan. I don't even know. Rehan or Ryan? What? Yeah, I mean, it's R-I-H-A-N. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, see? Yeah, don't laugh at me, <laughs> Dennis. I will. Next one. Or, not oh. next one. That same guy. <laughs> <laughs> More Super Bowl appearances, Dak or Garoppolo. Um, <laughs> don't even say Garoppolo I'm going to go contrarian and say Garoppolo goes to four Super Bowls with the Browns it's going to be Dak next one at Polish Tweeter for JJ what's the difference between Dak and Romo why has Dak uh, been able to bring this team to where Tony Romo hasn't well I mean to be fair Tony Romo in 2014 took his team to be 12-4 and four, which is not not bad um I, I think it's it's the the fact that in football you work in small sample sizes, and so games can easily go the other way. Like the Steelers Steelers Cowboys game. They, I mean, the, the Cowboys could easily like 
like no team is actually as good as a fifteen and one record. No. Generally, you know, like like the Panthers last year were not as good as a fifteen and one record. Every once in a while, you'll get a unicorn like that undefeated Patriots team. But the, the even even then, you have to have some luck in your favor. So Dak is. But the thing is, is that Dak has just has been actually more efficient than what Tony Romo was during that fringe MVP year that he had. So. Uh, that, that's why, to me, Dak is very clearly their MVP because he's playing the most important position in football as well. Um, but I also think that uh, his mobility really helps things as uh, as well, the running game and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's probably the true X factor. Um, but at the same time, I think that we're dealing with very, very small with, with a very, very small difference in in how much better this team is versus that team. The other thing too, that'll go under the radar here is that the NFL sucks this year. Teams are bad. So it's going to be easier for them to be better record wise. You're right about that. Uh, The next one is from at knuckle pop. He says, happy Thanksgiving. Does Melinda and her LTS sign join Denny's dad and Tom Everett Scott atop LTS, LTS mountain goat more. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I think it has to, right? I think I think Melinda has carved her spot upon that uh, Mount Goatmore. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Next one is at PPR ranks. We need a, a shirt with Denny's cat on it with a quote bubble saying Jared Cook the goat. Not a question, but I'd buy it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Uh, are you going to make that T-shirt? Yeah, send me the send me the picture of your cat. I thought I did. I don't think it's good enough. No, I don't think you did actually. I think I just took a screenshot. Oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I, I will, yeah. What's uh, the what's the cast name again? Uh, Tabby, Tabitha. Tabby, Tabby. Yeah, rest in peace. I never, I never laughed harder on this podcast than when you made that Harambe joke. Oh man, I, uh, I, I, I'm still hearing about it today, so I, I think it, it really, really made an impact. Yeah. Next one is at Hokey Forever Twenty Three. Can I beat Stafford production moving forward by living the stream? I, I, I think I think you can. I mean, I, I would say yes. I don't know if you're in like a fourteen team league, but right, right, exactly. Um, like I, I would I would say that Kaepernick can outscore Stafford from here on out. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's definitely. I mean, yeah. I I would say that that's probably more likely than not. Yeah, I don't think Stafford is a plug and play guy at all. Um, next one at Maddie Matt E. How are your MFL tens looking? Any takeaways from the first eleven weeks? Spoiler alert: minor trash. Yeah, uh, my takeaway uh, is complicated. Uh, I'll start with this: I shouldn't play any more MFL tens. <laughs> um, I'm barely profiting right now, um, but it's like I I I too um, am probably going to cut down a little bit, um, but. Um, I think that the big takeaway is that people went way to zero RB. And in those leagues, it's not as necessary to do that because you can't make up for it. You can't get guys off the wire and, and, and so on. So it's it's a little bit more difficult. So if you have like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, those those guys, you're and Melvin Gordon, obviously Melvin Gordon was more of a zero RB back. Um but you're you're looking good. If you just completely ignored going any running back early ever, you're probably not doing very well. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, all right, the next one at J Alex Olguin. How can Den Den's politics and fantasy football takes be woke AF? Yet his food takes are like Rip Van Winkle OD'd on Ambien. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, wait a second. No, how can but how can you be woke with food takes? Um, you can be like Guy Fieri. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I like you can I, I just be I, super, super into it, super off the wall. Right, right. So uh, you try anything, you say you like everything, pretty much. Right. Uh, that 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 sort of thing. Or you have like a very very informed opinion that yeah th- that that then can be turned into extreme sarcasm slash exaggeration. Right. Well, what if I told you that food ignorance is the new food intelligence? That's that's the way you stay woke. Yeah. That I'd, so I would say. I would say that I am woke if that is the actual equation with which we're working. Okay. Next one, at underscore big floss. Who would be the most fun tight end and quarterback to have as Thanksgiving guests? Who would be the worst? The most fun? We always get we always get this kind of these kind of questions over holidays. I mean uh, I guess Gronk would be fun. Gronk would be fun. Quarterback um, I actually would like. I would prefer Martellus Bennett. I feel like. I, yeah, that's I, a good call. Great call. I, I could have a better conversation with him instead of Gronk making sixty nine jokes in front of my grandma. Right. Um, I would also think that Kirk Cousins would be hilarious. Uh, because, you mean you mean he would, like hilarious in like a uh, like an earnest kind of way? Yeah, like hilarious in like the the he's. He's the nerd who gets angry playing video games. Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, no, he has he has zero chill, as the kids say. <laughs> zero, no chill. That, but it'd be hilarious. And those two combined would actually be amazing. That would actually, I think we found our combo. I can see him standing up at Thanksgiving dinner and be like, "Oh, Grandpa, give me those potatoes! Come on, man! Come on, give me the potatoes!" Did you see? Did you see Cousins to the to, to the Washington GM? Yeah, yeah. So, how, how do you like me now? So here's. Here is the reaction that I've seen in the Washington area. Uh, Cousins going up to the GM and giving him essentially a noogie, right. uh, like a half a noogie, and then screaming in his face, how do you like me now, is like, oh, man, that crazy kid. Oh, he's so funny. He's so crazy. Oh, I love Kirk Cousins. And then there's a clip of Josh Norman celebrating after the game and he's yelling something to Kirk Cousins. I couldn't really hear what it was, but like like aggressively yelling, you know, just like Kirk Cousins was. And it was like, man, hey, Josh Norman's out of control, man. Yeah, he's got to control himself. He's he that he's scary. I'm scared of him. But Kirk Cousins is like that crazy little child. I love him. He I wanna I wanna have him over for Thanksgiving. And then Norman is like, oh my god, please stop yelling. <laughs> so I just I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but I guess. Yeah, there's something. There's probably something going on in between the lines there. Yeah. Uh, next one at underscore or at i underscore quint or l. I, I I never know. It's probably l. It is l because his last name is. <laughs> I'm not even going to say his last name because I can't pronounce it. What should I do with Brandon Marshall? <laughs> ben, bench him. You bench him. You can't drop him, right? No, don't yeah, don't don't drop him. I I mean, I guess I guess you bench him. Sure. Next one, at Derek, not Derek. What advice can CD Carter 13 give to those aspiring to one day have a deletable Twitter account? Um, I would say tell people what you think, and then they will tell you to delete your account for sure. Yeah. Next one, at John underscore T4K. Is this the year Denny finally tweets his Thanksgiving dinner? I, I mean, I could try. It's not, it's not easy, first of all, with kids and a baby. Like I'd be like tweeting. Oh, yeah. No. While while like trying to give, I just yeah, I'm just hearing excuses here. 
Oh, well, well okay. I mean, I, I, you know what? I, I will try it. But here's the thing. Nothing much is happening. Here's what's happening. People are eating, and I'm annoyed because I have to eat this horrible food. But take – we want a picture of your plate. All right. We want, we want your food pic. Uh, do you want me to, t- to take a picture when I grab the uh, cranberry sauce and throw it against the window? <laughs> See, that's yeah. Please do. That, that's the one thing I will I will say is the absolute worst thing on Thanksgiving is cranberry sauce, and people love it. People love it. I mean, look, they they might be seventy plus years old, but they love it. I no no. I have unfortunately I have family members who are well under seventy years old who live for the cranberry garbage and it actually like it actually like makes me gag a little bit while i'm watching the next one is at xmas mike he says is jeremy hill and rb1 the rest of the season should i sell him now while his value might be at its highest i feel like you're uh kind of overthinking it if you sell him right now i do too i think that you're not giving him a fair chance uh i'm kind of interested to see what what happens In, in, in situations like this where i don't fully know i just kind of stay put yeah, well, I mean, I'm he's going to see significant volume. Yeah, I mean, Gio Bernard averaged like 9.1 carries and 5.1 targets per game, and Rex Burkhead is not going to take that. Oh, my God. Are they really? No, you know what they're going to do? They always do this. They all, when, when one of the running backs is injured, they're always like, you know, we're going to deploy Burkhead as our offensive weapon, right? right. And they like right. line them up outside and in the slot and everywhere. Like, well, we can play him anywhere because he's our most dangerous. Stop, stop it. Hopefully, hopefully it was a Hugh thing because if if they use Burkhead, there will be many a tilts. Uh, last year they were they were basically like uh, like the Dolphins used to treat Charles Clay like he was an unstoppable offensive weapon, and that's okay. how that's how Hugh Jackson uh, uh, did it with uh, Burkhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think Hill's a hold though for sure. Next one at March Madness twenty six. Can I get your take on gummy vitamins? Is this big gummy tricking me into thinking delicious candies are healthy? Uh, I well go go ahead, Denny. No, you no, go first. So I, I got that for my son. I I, I got uh, gummy vitamins. I can tell you for one, they're not delicious. They're horrible. Okay, I mean like they're offensive in every way. And second, I'm positive that they do nothing for the health of the person uh, eating them. So, uh, uh, you know, the whole vitamin industry is completely unregulated. Uh, there could be anything in there. Just, just you, be. You know, you know what I do every morning. Stay woke. You know what I do every morning. What do you do? I wake up, go downstairs, take my dog out, feed feed my dog. Then I get a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. I eat my bowl, my my old women cereal, full of fiber. I get my cereal, sit down at my desk with my cereal, and I eat my cereal, and then I look to my left, and I have two containers. <laughs> one of them is a gummy-filled one-a-day men's. The other one is a gummy-filled probiotic, and I take four in total, two of each. So you are, big, you are all about big gummy. I am so aboard big gummy, Denny. By the way, if you're not taking probiotics, you guys need to take probiotics. I I am horrified by what you just told me. <laughs> Next one, Grogonkle. 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 Play Stafford over the streamers this week. No. Minnesota, no. <laughs> That's a quick no. Uh, not Minnesota, you're not playing Stafford against Minnesota. Oh, God, no. 
No, you're not. There's a low over. That, that game's going to be a, a shit show. It's going to be awful. Marvin Jones not going to do anything again because Xavier Rhodes is going to dominate him. I mean, it's just it's it's not. Yeah. I, I'm the only guys that I would play are Eric Ebron and Theo Riddick. Grow gankle. Come on, man. <laughs> Next one at the Dgaf kid. Is the primary takeaway from this season that it is better to have bad running backs on good offenses versus good running backs on bad ones? Well, yeah. but, but but go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Look, I mean, we've we've. I think we talk about this every yes, exactly. every August. Is that exactly? No matter what you think of a running back's ability, and that's not something we really talk about on on, on the show uh, for for a reason. His situation is much more. Uh, predictive in how he's going to perform from from a fantasy standpoint. So we talked about backing off Todd Gurley because that offense is a wreck. That's that's exactly why you should favor David Johnson, or why you should have favored David. And I, look, I, we we miss plenty of things, but this is not one that we miss because this is this is the process: is that you don't want to draft guys on bad offenses. And there's correlations to this. There's because it's obvious you're not going to get as many scoring opportunities. Why does Frank Gore, why is he consistently relevant uh, with with the Colts? Because, I mean, he's been fine this year, but he also finds the end zone every week. I mean, it's it's an efficient offense. And so this is is a huge reason also that I think Jordan Howard is a must-sell right now. Because that offense is not going to be able to move the ball. People automatically think that because they're not going to throw as much or because they're going to have a bad quarterback, they're just going to run the rock. You think that just automatically makes that guy more fantasy relevant? Right. Of course not. Look at look at how AP uh, performed earlier this year into Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata. Understandably, the, the offensive line sucks. But look at Todd Gurley, as we mentioned. There, there's so many situations like this. And, and obviously, offensive line health and offensive line play matters a lot as well. But if you have an efficient passing attack, you're going to get more scoring opportunities. Right. I, I think the the one uh, exception there is like I was I was more bullish on Demarco Murray this year uh, than, than than most I think because not that I expected him to have a bunch of positive game script and to be this guy who has a monster uh, uh, carry load every week, but because I knew he would be involved in the passing attack, and right. so even if the Titans, so he would be somewhat game script proof. So if you can find someone like that, it's different. But right. you know, with with most of these guys we talked about, that's not the case. Yeah, like put put Rob Kelly on, I don't know, the Jets. Right. Rob Kelly on the Jets would be horrible. Uh, unusable, unusable. Completely unusable. Uh, the 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 Washington offensive lines, whatever, that's fine. But Kirk Cousins puts them in scoring chances, and they, he he opens things up because he's been good. And that's just that's that's what you want. That's just generally what you want. Uh, next one at skinny Elvis is cap and every week starter rest of season. I think we talked about that for, for the most part. Like he's a, he's a situation where I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but like it's pretty good. Yeah. Generally speaking, just, just go into a week thinking that you're going to start cap unless there's just a very obvious reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. Next one at Playsance Playsance underscore. He says subway commercial out advertising them as alternate, alternate, alternative, to Thanksgiving, rather eat Subway or eat another family's leftovers. I mean, it the the concept to me of eating um, Thanksgiving dinner at Subway is that is that what we're talking about? 
Yeah, like it. That's. I mean, I don't. I feel bad saying this, but it feels depressing to me. It's depressing and it's legitimately disgusting. Like Subway, guys. I know that it's cheap. I, I get all that. But if you're gonna spend five dollars on a sub at Subway, Subway, spend an extra dollar fifty and get something at Jersey Mike's or something. Right. Right. I mean, if Please. you're if you're like a I don't know if you're like a student and you're with your friends and you didn't go home for Thanksgiving, it's whatever. But man, I just, I don't know the, that, that, that concept that I don't even have jokes. It just makes me sad. I did eat Subway a lot in college and I hated my life afterwards. Looking back, how bad of an idea that was. Uh, the one thing I do like is the chicken rotis- rotisserie chicken that they have there. Of course you do. For the sandwiches that, that is, that is very edible. That's what I'll say. Very edible. Next one, at too much snark. Would you trade Eifert for Kelsey, pick up for Dorowitz or Ladarius, or live the stream? What was the option? Would you, would, you, would you trade for Eifert or Kelsey, pick up for Dorowitz or Ladarius, or live the stream? Uh, not, don't, don't do the trading thing. Yeah, I'd pick up for, for Dorowitz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next one, at hat trick 2323. Say over 500 gets you into the playoffs. You're just under 500. How do you make the playoffs? Do you play GPP style or hold ground? Uh, so if you're if you're close, how would you how how do you approach that? Do you take more chances? I don't know if it, I don't know if that affects um, yeah. the way. I mean, if you're if you're playing really conservative, then you're playing scared, and you're not going to win. Right, I agree. I think it's more of like a think optimally and don't you know if you're you know sometimes I'll I'll be like oh I'm not going to play this wide receiver because I have his quarterback and this wide receiver is. is generally just as good as this other wide receiver and i'll hedge a little bit yeah. but maybe in this case you don't hedge you know you just kind of go for I, it yeah i i mean you know we take slightly different approaches with stuff like this but i i say uh you know go 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 for it all <laughs> i mean don't be yeah. stupid don't be stupid but don't but don't uh, outthink yourself you know right Next one at rynaps he says what is denny's stance on drinking milk with dinner best serve or basically, just what is what is Denny's stance on drinking milk with dinner? Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, Best served it, all garbage is what he said at the end. <laughs> uh, I think it's fine uh, if you are uh, less than seven years old. Uh, I agree. I was never a milk drinker, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the adults should not be drinking milk at dinner. I mean, it, it, you're you're an adult, okay? If the right. if the sun's down, you're not drinking milk. That's that's. That's how I look at it. I agree. Next one, at Somewhat Feral, he says, Have A.J. Green. Should I pick up Brandon LaFell, Tyler Boyd, or a six-pack of Four loco and some Krispy Kremes on the, on the wire? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds like misery, by the way. Yeah. I'm picking up LaFell over Boyd, though, off the wire. What? Just, just to throw that out there. Oh, what? I am. You like- let's, have a, let's have a friendly LTS wager. Okay. And I'll say LaFell... Better without AJ Green, you know AJ Green might come back eventually. Okay, uh, and you'll take Boyd. I, I I say Boyd, and what what what's the wager? Can we do? Uh, we'll just we'll we'll uh, just a friendly one. Uh, we got to think of something. Maybe maybe the listeners can help us with that. Yeah, let, if you have an idea for this wager, let us know. And half point PPR is that fair? Just because sure. it's in between. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Next one is at Gen T DP. How does Witten cook his turkey? Let's the wife do it and watches the NFL all day, smokes it, or deep fries it. He definitely doesn't let anybody else. 
No, he does everything. He does from, everything. From, from, from just the turkey. The, his wife does the sides. And, he wakes and up at 5.15 a.m. Right. Uh, to, to, to start cooking the turkey. He's exhausted by the time uh, the Lions game kicks off. Right, right, right. And he's, he's, he, he wakes up at, at 5.15, gets his newbies on, laces them up, <laughs> walks outside, and gets that smoker going. So I guess he's smoking it. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt about this. We are correct about all these predictions here. Yes. Next one, at Moody2J. Better stretch run target, Thomas Rawls or Jeremy Hill? Neither. I'm open to suggestions. Oh, I mean, Rawls for me. Yeah, me too. Better offense. Going to see just as many touches as Hill will. And he might be better, too. Next one, at JBron8447. What's the GOAT game on the Nintendo Mini? Punch-out or... N-A, or oh, or not. Nah. Uh, I usually see not nah with an H. Have, have you, I haven't played the Nintendo Mini. I, I, I have not. I mean, I remember Punch-Out being fun. I remember my dad's, I'm sorry, my friend's dad being way too into Mike Tyson's Punch-Out when we were kids. And he would sit there and, I don't know, after like 14 Budweiser's, screaming at the TV as he like destroyed the control trying to... Uh, <laughs> To beat uh, the various uh, villains in, in in that game, that's that's the memory I have of, of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I I I uh, I wonder does it have? I wonder if it has Excite Bike. Remember Excite Bike? Yeah, I loved Excite Bike. That was a great. Outside of like the like Mario, like Super Mario Three is like the greatest game of all time. Uh, the third, yes, yes, it is. Uh, two is the worst. Right, and one is fine. One is one is fine. It's fine. Yeah, I actually in. I have a combo Nintendo Super Nintendo, and I have one and two, and because I was like, "Oh, two will be fun." No, it's not. Two is no, t- two is is terrible, and the the music's even terrible. Yes, yeah, wow, nice. That's I have a I have a sick. We've I think we've talked. I have a sick memory for like anything musical from like commercials or some anything. Yeah, man. Theme songs from the nineties and eighties. It's like. It's like when I was growing up, my brain only absorbed the like I can recite Nickelodeon commercials from 1995. Look, if you if you have to be able to remember anything in life, I think that that's the most important. Right thing. Right, right. It's 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 a, it's a horrible thing because I'll randomly like have tunes in my head in their commercials from the 90s. Right. That's- it's like it's like a, it's a sad like I'm I'm saying this in all sincerity. It's like a very sad thing because I think about what my brain could do if it wasn't spent on remembering the Nickelodeon magazine commercial from right, 1997. Yeah. Yes, in in uh, in 60 years, scientists are going to study your brain and be like, right, oh. yeah, they're like, oh man, this is where he remembered the Crossfire commercial. Like 92 percent of this man's brain yeah. is consumed with 90s media. <laughs> uh, the next one is iPod at iPod Shun. He says. Uh, oh, it's okay. His last name is Podshun, but it says I at the beginning. Martellus or Stream? Will, will there be dad a dad running race with Perillo now that he has some free times? We talked about that, but uh, Martellus Bennett or Stream? I don't know. I I don't I don't have a feel for. Yeah, I think I think Martellus could be okay this week, but I think that Fedorowicz still might have a better floor, or he definitely has a better floor. Yeah, I would say definitely. I think Bennett. Bennett probably has a better ceiling than anybody. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Last question at JT Hustle underscore thirty two. What is more tilting for JJ? Number one quarterback streamer recommendation tilt or being told he looks like Joe Flacco tilt? Well, De- 
I want to say the the Flacco comparison is not the worst thing in the world. I he's he looks handsome. I though. think he's a handsome dude. I think that his hair is vastly improved. I I would not. I like. I would like that comparison if I were you. So he should not be tilted over that. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's where I'm at because we Flacco and I have gone through a similar just evolution. Yes, and we we when you try. You can look better. Yes, and right? you feel just, better. You feel better. All of that. Um, so I, I am fine with that comparison now because people, people with Joe Flacco, they go back to that stupid uh, player picture that he has, where he's, he's got his head head buzzed. It looks like he's got like a, looks like he just got out of bed. Like yeah. it's just it's it's not good. But the 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 number one recommendation, quarterback recommendation tilt, is very very real. So that's my answer to that. One. Yeah, we we used to agonize over that. I mean, it, when we had to when we felt like we needed to have a, a guy every single week. Right, right. All right, Denny, that does it for the show. Before we get to your tilt montage, which, by the way, is unbelievable, uh, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Glad you liked it. Um, at CDCarter13 on the Twitter. And I can be found on Twitter, at LateRoundQB, all of my work over at NumberFire.com. Also, Denny, I mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, but if you guys need some chocolate, Mm. Some chocolate. Go to because I, I mentioned that my in-laws make chocolate. Go to chocolatesbypaul.com and the chocolate is freaking amazing and they'll deliver it to your house and you can eat it either over Thanksgiving, probably not Thanksgiving, but you can eat it over the holidays and it's amazing. Peppermint, the, there's there's some there dark chocolate uh, peppermints. There's uh, peanut butter cups that are completely homemade. It's really good, and I'm just being a really good son-in-law. Yeah, by by promoting it. But I want it's. I, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't really really good, made by really awesome people. Slash, like I, I'm I'm I can't stress it anymore. Everyone who has this chocolate like is obsessed with it. So go to chocolatesbypaul.com. I need I need to do a live on air. Yeah, that'd be great. Of, of this, and um, I'll send you I'll send you some, and I will I will be. Brutally honest, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. All right, guys, we will play the tilt montage. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. I think I'm thankful for you, Denny, and I'm thankful for our amazing listeners as well. I am too. Very, very thankful. Yes. All right, guys, happy Thanksgiving. We will see you in week 13. It's week 11, 12.55 p.m. Eastern Time. The... Once again, just as a reminder, the only legitimate time zone. Uh, I am slowly emerging from my post-election stupor. Uh, It's important to remember that this election was all about my feelings. Uh, I think it's easy to forget that. It's not. I'm kidding. But seriously. Anyway. Uh, I, I will be riding the Ryan Suckup death train uh, all the way uh, to Tilt City today. I've recommended uh, Suckup, who is the Titans kicker, for, for those of you unfamiliar. Uh, I've, I've recommended him to dozens, maybe hundreds of people over the last three days. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to um, Twitter having to shut down my account when my mentions are flooded with hate as he has one point at halftime. Um, but you know what my mom always told me? 
Um, if you're going to be successful uh, in fantasy football, you're going to uh, pin your reputation to a replacement level place kicker. That's something I always try to remember, you know, and mom always has good advice. So thank you, mom. AJ Green appears to be seriously injured on like the third play of the game. And, uh, you know, I mean, like everybody else, I have a lot of him in daily fantasy. Um, so it feels like process is just literally feeding me feces right now, like force feeding them to me. Uh, so it's a good feeling. It's one thirty-four p.m. Eastern time, and uh, uh, there's no confirmation that Mike Evans is playing today. Uh, I had a moment, uh, a, a brief moment of wanting to take off my pants and start screaming at them. I, I decided not to. I I decided that it's uh, premature to start screaming at the pants. But if the tilt continues, I will have to give my pants a, a significant, a lengthy lecture. Let's just say that. And Mike Evans just had the ball for like 11 seconds in the end zone until he didn't. And it was among the five most tilting things uh, that have ever happened to me in my life. So uh, things are looking up. It's 1.42 p.m. Eastern time. I feel like I've been watching football for uh, seven hours now, um, drenched in sweat. I've passed out twice. Uh, it's truly, truly exhausting to be this emotionally tilted over everything. But then again, you know that. The Bucks just kicked a field goal with 11 seconds on the clock before halftime at the, uh, like, just outside the red zone. Um, it's a good thing that they don't have a lethal red zone weapon in uh, um, Michael J. Evans, the fifth. Good thing, good thing. Listen, I played a lot of Tecmo Super Bowl. You had time, Bucks. You had damn time. I want to apologize for how annoying my gum chewing just was in that in that last uh, that last entry. My God, I punched myself in the face after hearing that. So, yeah, sorry about that. Ryan Suckup has precisely one fantasy point at halftime, which is why I am currently naked and despondent. I'm just sitting here reminiscing at uh, 3.01 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, week 11. I'm reminiscing about the old days when, you know, Theo Riddick used to catch passes, get targets, playing time, things like that. I was in college at that time, so this is 10, 10 11 years ago. Uh, so it's a, it's a good memory, uh, and it's a good thing that I'm not massively exposed to him today. Because otherwise, I would be on eat-your-own-hand tilt. Don't use the Minnesota defense in DFS this week, they said. It won't be fun, they said. 
I guess they forgot that Carson Palmer is has regressed to the point where he's now Carson Palmer. Damn it. Four minutes left in the Colts-Titans game, and uh, the Titans are at the 30, around right around the 30-yard line. Of course, of course, Mike Malarkey is going to go for it, do the correct thing and go for it, rather than do the incorrect thing and kick a, a field goal with Ryan Suckup because he knows how many people are riding the Ryan Suckup death train into oblivion right now. <sighs> Thanks, Malarkey. Also, I have to say, the injury music on NFL Red Zone sounds exactly like a John Carpenter soundtrack. And if you disagree with me, then please argue with your cat. Another fourth down faced by the Titans in the fourth quarter, and they're not kicking a field goal even though Mike Malarkey always does this. I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting. It's 6.16 p.m. Eastern Time. And I've entered a dark place, so dark, that I've had to recruit this robot to relay my feelings about what's happening with my fantasy teams. My fantasy teams have not scored a fantasy point in two goddamn hours. I'm tilting. Me too, robot. Me too. Denny has passed away. The simulation has absorbed him after he tilted so hard that he saw through the illusion and realized everything is terrible. He is part of the machine now. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Make